praise the Lord. God is so good. Let's, let's pray. Thank the Lord for that reason. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you right now, Lord, thanking you for this day, God, that we can gather and lift up your name, Lord, the day set aside to celebrate the birth of your son Christ into the world. Lord, and we thank you, God, for this opportunity to come, Lord, be able to celebrate this Christmas day, God, on Sunday. Hallelujah. And we give you the glory and we ask you right now, Lord, to speak to every heart, every mind, God, even as you have already Lord, through the reading that we God, just received. Lord, let it continue to speak to our hearts, God, as we go into your word. Help us, Lord, not to reject it, but to receive it. Not to lay it aside, but to apply Lord, we pray for those that are online. Lord, let it continue to speak into our hearts, God. And we need you, because you are the greatest gift us, ever given to man, not ever will be. Lord, and we give you praise for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we pray for those that are online. Seated, we amen. Again, thank we need you. Sister, because you are the greatest gift ever given to man. Sharing that, the most of that reading, amen, is truly, it speaks volumes. Say Merry Christmas to everybody. Ain't it good to be in the house, God? Man, celebrating our Lord Jesus Christ, amen, and all that he is, amen, and you know, and Pastor Linda was you know, speaking to him about, you know, Christmas why would you be here? This is his day. Isn't that right? The Lord's day is birthday. You know, but as you were listening to the reading, I wonder, did your thoughts wander or did your thoughts grasp the, uh, the depth of what was being said or did we get stuck on the word food? As you were listening to the reading, don't nobody like to be called a fool. You know, right? You know, so we, we might have got hung up on the, the fool part and not really hear the depth and, you know, the, the meat of what we really saying that, you know, Christ is the wisdom of all. Amen. And without him, amen, we can only operate according to man's wisdom, which we know it does not equal to or add up to the wisdom of God. Amen. And our foolishness, amen, and even in all our you know, wisdom is still foolishness before God. Amen. You know, so it's not that he wants to make us feel like fools, but I like how to be said it. If we think we can manage this come out even in all our wisdom is still foolishness before God. That's foolish thinking. You know, so it's not that he wants to make us feel like fools. It puts us in that place, amen, of really having to compare your wisdom to the wisdom of God. And I know if I if I compare my wisdom, I, I like to think I'm a pretty smart fellow. Yeah, but I know if I compare my wisdom to the wisdom of God, I don't even get close. Amen? Not, I mean, I, I can only do what I do because of Him. Because of His help, amen, because of His presence, amen, because of the leading of His Spirit. So without Him, amen, all we are really doing is fumbling around in the dark, trying to make our way and figure it out on our own. But if we would just trust in Him and put our hope and our thought and our confidence in that He says He knows the end from the beginning and we don't even know what tomorrow holds. Let alone this afternoon. 
know. We know what our hopes might be. But if we would just trust but how in quickly him can things change? And put our hope Amen. and if our thought in our You know, just trust God day by day, step by step, breath by breath. Amen. And I'm, I'm so glad that this afternoon came to my life. we know what our hopes might be. Man, but how quickly not, can not, things not change? He, he had to look for me. He knew right where I was. You know, I had enough wisdom to realize I needed him you know, because so he said no man comes except what he draws him so and, you know as we we delve into the word a little bit this morning you know I was thinking this morning I'm going to speak to you coming from the top come let us adore him amen with the following heading follow the star you know what I, I think about the word adore y'all know that song oh come let us Y'all know the song. Hey, man, you act like you don't want to sing it. Perhaps. But when I think about you know, when I, adoring I think about somebody, the word adore, y'all know that song. Oh, when that word comes to my mind, I think about, you know, how we can, uh, you know, seeing a little hey, man, babe wrapped in a warm blanket, big eyes, and, when you know, I think big about Adoring, you know, the little smile on his face. And when that word comes to my mind, I think about you know how, Man, we, you know, so or maybe a, a toddler doing something silly, and we just we just adore them. Or maybe your spouse is doing something crazy, and you just think I just adore her so much. Or him, or the lady, you know. But maybe a. A toddler doing something that, silly, and we just we just adore them. The song, or maybe your spouse is doing something him. crazy, that and we you just think, I just adore her so much. Is that the main thing? Or him. The so adorable baby. You know, but in the main thing, you know, I how cute that, he is, you know, and how adorable God can be, how lovable. So I, I, I looked at the word this adorable the in the dictionary. So adorable baby. And I was surprised at what I said. And this is one of the things that is said in the dictionary: to love and respect We don't normally get that out of a right? And then it went on. It said these words: to worship or venerate. This is one of the things that is said in the dictionary: to love. Now that puts it in a whole other perspective. So when we sing, "Oh, come, let us." Right? Adore him. And then it went on, it said these words. Then come let us worship him. Let us extol him. Let us venerate him. Let us, you know, just give him all worship and praise. And it goes beyond the cuteness and, you know, the cuddliness of, of the babe in the manger. And it causes us to begin to think about the God that we worship. And when we adore him, we truly need to understand that we should be loving and respecting him deeply. Yeah. Walking and understanding that it's more than just a cute song, amen, but it's a, it's, a, it's a command in my mind. Let us adore him. So when I ask the question, do you adore him? We got to stop and think about that for a minute. Now, we like the things he does for us, amen. And you know, some of us, will, if you haven't already got up under the tree, we'll get up under the tree a little bit later and get our gifts and say, look what God did for me. I just love him. I just love him. Do you love him for what he did or do you love him for who he is? Amen. Because who he is is why he does what he does. Amen. Because God is love, so he can't help but love. Because he is love. He don't do love. He is love. 
you know, and I, I look at that, you know, it takes just to the to the entrance. You know, when we think about the entrance, the babe coming into a main into the manger, let's just look at that just for a little bit. I'm not gonna be long with you this morning, but I do wanna just touch on some things here. Amen. But looking at the significance and, and in light of his word and some of the prophecy, amen, that came forth. Let's look at Matthew 2, verses 1 and 2. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Now in contrast to what we just heard about fools, it said wise men. And, this, and, and I don't think that's by mistake. But again, it lines up and begins to help bring things in perspective because, you know, we've seen and heard, you know, the, the sayings that wise men, what? Still seek him. See, y'all know wise men seek him. That means our women too. I mean, we talk about man. You know, but he says wise men still seek him. He said it came wise men from the east saying, there, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him and though as they come they didn't come to just adore him they come to worship him and you know so we we look and they see the star and they're being led by the star and what in order to find the the place where christ was they what they followed the star so when i say follow the star it goes beyond just the star in the sky Amen. and we're going to show you that in scripture when we look at these things and we begin to see the pieces begin to fall together, wise men seek him, looking to find him, amen. And I hope there's some wise men still looking for him today. Amen. He said we are like that. And take ownership. Any wise people in here? I think so. Because we're still seeking him, amen. We, we don't want to be found in the category of fools that we heard this morning, amen, talking about. We can do it on our own. We don't need the wisdom, the power, the direction, the help of God. Because you know how we say, I got this. Ain't none of y'all ever said that, right? Mm-hmm. Think twice before you say, I got this, because you don't know what this really is sometimes. Amen. But then we look in Second Peter 1 and 19, you know, as, as we, we continue looking for this, this light, this, this star. Amen. He said, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto do ye well that ye take heed. In other words, pay attention. As unto a light that shines in a dark place unto the dawn of day. And hear what he says in this last part. And the day star arise in your heart. Uh oh, now that star is not no longer in the sky. But what? It's arising in our hearts, amen. So this is starting to add up a little bit more, amen. So, so we need that light in the darkness because, you know, without God, there's darkness in the world all around us, amen. And we, we see the darkness even in the light, if you know what I mean. It don't need to be dark physically for the things to be dark spiritually. Amen. So we see the darkness, but that doesn't mean we have to partake in the darkness. That doesn't mean we have to over allow the darkness to overtake us. 
Amen. But we are called to be the light of the world. In other words, we are called to be the one to dispel the darkness, amen, that is all around us trying to encroach upon us and those around us, amen, if we would be the light, letting the light of Christ shine in us and through us that somebody might see his glory, amen, and not ours. Because ours doesn't really add up to very much. Man, when we think about that, then I jump all the way back to the new, I mean, the Old Testament in the book of Numbers 24, 17, it says this, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall arise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Seth. That light, that scepter, his righteousness, his rule, his authority, amen, striking down those that are against him. We're still talking about that same light. You're talking about that same power. But he said, it's your eyes. That star is going to come out of Jacob. Talk about the heritage of Christ. When you look back, amen, he came through the line and lineage of Jacob and down through David and all those, amen, to bring that light to us today. The light that we, we celebrate today, amen, as we think about the birth of Christ, amen, his interest, amen, his entrance into the world, amen, being noted by the star that was set up in the east. Amen. And then over in Isaiah 60 and 3, it says this, and I like this verse. It helps us because it says, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Hello, any Gentiles in the house? Oh, we're here. Amen. It said, we shall, the non-Jew, amen, shall come to the light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Glory. Everybody's got to come to that light, no matter who you are. Amen. But it will come, amen. We have the opportunity. And then we jump all the way over to Revelation. Mm. The end of the book. Amen. In the 22nd chapter, in the 16th verse, it says, In Jesus, I, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. You know, in my, in my Bible, it's red. It's, you know, when the letters are in red, that means Jesus is talking. Amen. So, and it says, this, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things, in the churches, to let you know, in the churches, amen, I am the roots and the offspring of David and the bright and the morning star. See, now he's, he's, he's taken it on. He's claimed it personally for himself. He is that root. He is that offspring. He is that, that star. And are we gone just from adoring him to following him, to follow the star, to follow the way of his word, amen, and to, to follow his commandments and to follow his precepts and to follow his humility, to follow the star as he travels, amen. He's, he, he should be still leading us and guiding us, amen, in everything that we put our hands to do in every direction that we choose to go because he is the light, amen. Without Christ, where is the light? Amen, we can't be the light without him. You know, so when we think about all those things, amen, and I, I look at all that Christ suffered for us. He didn't just come and it was real easy, right? If we look in the book of Isaiah 53, I want to read this passage to you and then just kind of outline it a little bit if that's all right. Isaiah 53 verses 2 through 5 says this, 
For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness. Now notice what he said. No form or comeliness. In other words, he wasn't handsome. He wasn't attractive, as they say. And when we saw him, there was no beauty. There is no beauty. There is no beauty. You know, when we see the pictures of Jesus, he might have handsome, man. I don't care what pigment you paint him in. We make him look good. But what's it say here? It said, when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did not esteem him smitten, um, stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. In other words, our sins. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Now we think, when we think about the babe in the manger, we stop there. Oh, how beautiful. Amen. And then we, we have a tendency to, to skip all the way to the cross. How, how horrible. But there was a lot that took place in between the sufferings of Christ as he grew and as he stepped into the place of ministry, amen, to walk it out, amen, and to, to, to call his disciples and to, to teach them and to show them how that they should live and how that they should walk and how they should be an example. And it took a minute for even them to begin to get it. But he went through a lot of things for us. You know, just in that passage, amen, and, and, and I just want to look at some of the things he dealt with. And sometimes if we, if, if we deal with one of these, we're ready to give up. Amen. They was despised. Don't nobody want to be despised. Huh? And the second, after this, being despised, you say he was rejected. Don't none of us like rejection. We'll leave and not come back. Right? But he goes on, sorrows, I mean, he, he's a man of sorrows, to say, and acquainted with grief. In other words, sometimes when we're going through and we don't think he understands what we're going through, hold it. He's well acquainted with grief. You know, when we think about, even when, when Lazarus died, he said, Jesus wept. And he didn't, wasn't just crying because Lazarus was dead. He wasn't crying for Lazarus at all. He was truly crying because they didn't understand what was about to happen. They didn't understand who he was because if I'm God, which he was and I'm not, but, and I know I'm about to raise him from the dead because I have the authority and the power and the plan to do so, why would I be crying because he's dead? So he wasn't crying because Lazarus was dead. He was more crying because of their unbelief and their lack of understanding. He was grieved. Amen. And how many times does the, and when we read scripture, it talks to us about grieving the spirit. Amen. God is a man, a, a leader, a loving God who is acquainted 
with grief. Even now, amen, he grieves over many of his people. Amen. And then we go on and says, we look at how he was tortured. Anybody here been tortured? I don't think we've been there yet, right? Maybe in your thoughts. But no, we're not just talking about in his, in his thoughts. His body was bruised, beaten, pierced, broken, beard snatched out, crown of thorns pressed into his head. Beat with a cat of nine tails till the skin was ripped off his bones. This is Christmas, David. Why are you going there? I want us to understand who it is we're, we're worshiping, who it is we're celebrating. He deserves all that we can give him more, all that we can muster him in and more. He was mocked, and I know I'm a person. I don't like people to mock me. Don't like it. Maybe y'all do. But the scripture said he was mocked. And then with all the authority, he, he didn't have to yield himself when they came to take him. I mean, he, he surrendered willingly for you and for me. Come on now. He, he submitted to what they wanted to do, although all power was in his hand. When we read it, it said he, he, they said, asked him if he was the Christ, and he said, I am he, and they fell back as dead men. Just about the sound of his word. So he didn't have to let them take him if he was afraid of what was about to happen. But he had to let them take him because he loved you and me. So he chose to, to suffer. He willingly went, amen, to be beat and pierced and slapped and lied on and crucified. He chose to do it willingly for you and for me. How many of us willingly suffer for anybody? I see someone, I'm minister of it, it depends. It depends. Are they worthy of my suffering? We weren't. You know, see, and I appreciate her, her speaking because truly we do have a measure of what we will and won't do for who we will and won't do it for. But Christ looked down on us in our wretched condition, knowing that we were without God and without hope destined for a devil's hell that wasn't really designed for you and I. Amen. And he looked and he said, no, they, they, they not worthy. No, they can't save themselves. No, they have no hope. So I'll do it. Even though many of them may not acknowledge me, I'll still do it for them. In hope that they'll surrender their will for mine. Many people today, man, that, that, that have yet turned away from God and yet have not accepted him as Lord and Savior, amen, are, are on the other side of that hope that Christ has that one day they will turn to him, just as he did one day that you and I would turn to him. And here we are, 
Amen. Trusting him and believing him and knowing, amen, that it wasn't our goodness. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. At least I know it wasn't mine. Right? I mean, I like how Pastor Sam said, I'm doing better than I deserve. Amen. Because of the goodness of God. Who was willing, amen. When I look at all these things, he gave up his rights in order that we could be made right. He surrendered, amen, his righteousness for our unrighteousness and took on our, our sin and our iniquity, amen, that we might be set free. Aren't you glad about it today? I mean, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to make you feel glad. I mean, if you owed a million dollars to somebody and someone walked in and said, I'll cover that for them, you wouldn't be mad about it. But you owed more than that to God. And Christ came in and said, I got you. And think about this. When he said, I got you, he got you. Right? They think like, I got you. And sometimes we fall short, we fail, Amen. We forget. So as we go through today, I want us to remember the blessing of salvation. The blessing of Christ. I want you to, to remember the, the willing sacrifice that was laid down for you and I that we can celebrate this day. Amen. And thank God for his coming. Amen. Not, but not just for his coming. But for his suffering, amen, for, for his love, amen, for his grace, for his forgiveness, for being our provider and a way maker, amen. Thank him for the gift of Christ, which cannot be measured like the things that we'll receive and give today. That again, if I ask some of us, where's the stuff you got last year? You probably have to stop and think, what did I get last year first? And then you got to figure out if you know where it's at or you even use it or, right? Mm. So, so, I mean, so let's, let's, let's help each other, amen. But think about this and don't forget, you know, I remember the movie, The Passion of Christ. The Suffering of Christ. You know, when, when the movie first came out, you know, Many people went to see it, but I think very few understood what, the, what, what it meant when it said the passion. How many of us would be passionate about suffering for somebody else? Why would they call it the passion? Amen. And you, when you think about that word, the passion, amen, it, that his passion, his, his, his desire for our salvation, his desire to be in relationship with you and I, amen, and let me say it like this, in right relationship with you and I, amen. He became very passionate about it, amen. And when I looked at that word, amen, it says a, a strong and barely controllable emotion, an, an intense desire or enthusiasm for something. Enthusiastic about going to the cross. Can you imagine? Don't sound like it when you're in the garden saying, take this cup from me. Right? But it's understanding, amen, that even then it's not my will. Not my way, not my desire, but Lord, let your will be done. Amen. So, so that passion was his motivation for suffering the death of the cross. That he could become the sacrifice for 
for you and for me. Because, you know, the old way of doing things, amen, was no longer effective. But he said, if he died once and for all for you and for me, amen, and for all mankind, that's all it would take because he was the perfect sacrifice, the perfect lamb. Amen. So we, when we think about, do we follow the star? Mm. <laughs> so we don't want to be found in the place of who? Who look at all of this and push it aside and say, I could do it on my own. When they stop and they look, amen, you know, it, it just still blows my mind when when I, I run into somebody who has a problem with believing that God is real. You know, I, I, it just blows my mind when it, because to me all it takes is just an examination of this, this body that he designed for us. Amen. And then see how complex it is. Amen. And think that that just came from what? Hmm? Goop? Uh, it, it just came from evolution. It just came from a big bang. Last time I heard it, I saw bombs blow things up. They blow things apart. They don't put them together. They don't bring order. They create chaos. And when we look in the book of Genesis, amen, we see that God brought order to chaos. And just a simple examination of any living thing in the cellular structure of it would prove to anybody that has a rational mind that there was a design that came from an intelligent being. And that in itself makes it real easy to accept the fact that it had to be a God because man didn't think this thing up on his own. None of us even knew he was here when we was born. Right? Somebody had to tell you who you were. Think about it. At, at three months, Sam didn't know his name was Sam. He didn't know nothing about himself. He didn't know if he was male, female. In fact, he didn't know what that was. But as we grow and we begin to see Amen. And learn, we find out that this is a beautiful creation that God made. And as confused as this world might get, it's still a beautiful creation that God has made. And no matter what we try to do to it, it's a beautiful creation that God has made. That we can't change at the cellular structure. We can't reword it and make it something different. So we look and we say, thank God for Christ. Because the Bible teaches us that he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Yes. We can trust God. We can believe God. We can follow God and depend upon his word. Amen. That he will do what he said he will do. Amen. amen. He will show up when we need him to show up. Amen. And he'll help us when we find ourselves in the times of trouble. So again, let's remember who he is and all that he's done. Amen. As we celebrate today, Amen. Don't get forgetful, but appreciate. Celebrate him. 
celebrate his blessing. You know, it's a blessing even to be able to give and to receive. Amen? We are fortunate. We are blessed people. Amen? In so many ways, you know, that I can't, you know, just take the time to go into an account. But I want us to really understand. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to read one more passage to you, amen. And that's coming out of Psalms. And then I'm going to let you go. Because truly, we serve a wonderful God. And man needs to know him. Amen. And we can't allow ourselves to get caught up in ourselves. Because in this psalm, amen, it lets it make real clear. It says, starting at the first verse, it says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It said, they are corrupt, and they have done abominable work. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. Without him, we get in trouble, y'all. He said, they are, all, they are all gone astray, aside, excuse me. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord? Man gets in his own mind, in his own way, in his own thinking. He thinks he can do whatever he wants to do. And he'll even come against the people of God. Amen. Thinking, as she read earlier, that is wisdom. Their wisdom is not the wisdom of God. Amen. So stand by, amen. But as he goes on to say, as bread. Verse number five, he said, there, when you, there were they in great fear. For God is the generation of the righteous. Listen to this. Ye have shamed the counsel of the poor, because the Lord is his refuge. As he's saying, he's letting us know, even when they talk about you, even when they make you try to belittle you, amen, because you're a Christian and you believe in Christ and you want to celebrate him, don't worry about it. Remember what I said? He got you. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion when the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people. Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. And he's talking about them, but he's talking about us too. He said, when the time comes, we, you know how, how they say, he who what? Last, last. When last best. Amen. When the time comes and the Lord is taking his people home because we've had enough humility and understanding to humble ourselves and to acknowledge him and to call upon his name. Amen. And to even be willing to suffer a little bit remembering and understanding that he suffered a whole lot. Willing to be talked about and ridiculed. But he got you. He got you. Because in the end, we win. I said in the end, 
you win. In the end, when he calls his people home, amen, you rise. Whether out of the body or out of the grave, you rise. And all the mockers are going to wonder what happened. Where'd they go? (laughs) We've been caught up to meet him in the air. Then you get, then they have to look at each other and, and, and say, what you going to do now? But now is the time for us. And I look at the condition of our world and the declining state of our nation. And I give you an honest and sincere warning. Trying to be serious about living for God. Say it again, it's time to be serious about living for God. The laws are beginning to change, not just everywhere else, but even here. And they're coming after you and me. They're coming after our faith. Laws in Canada. I was watching an article yesterday, a, a lady standing outside of a closed abortion clinic praying to herself, not even out loud. And they came and arrested her. The police interrogated her. Were you praying? She said, I might have been praying to myself silently. They have a law. She's violating a public space. And she was arrested and jailed, and she's been charged with three charges for praying to herself outside of a closed clinic. It's just beginning. So as we celebrate, take it seriously. As you live for Christ, take it seriously. Because they're taking it serious. To come after us. To take away our rights. To take away our ability to lift up our voice. And take away our ability to celebrate. Anybody ever knows? Let's stand. I, I can go on and on. Let's stand. But when we think about it frustrated me years ago when they really began to to change the way we do Christmas. And they begin to say what? Happy holiday. Or they even changed took Christ out of it and said what? Xmas. The signs are all around us, but we gotta we gotta be acute astute enough to see what's happening. And not just say, oh, well, no. The handwriting is on the wall. We just got to have enough knowledge and understanding to see it and know how to react and respond to it. So as I pray this morning, amen. And if there's anybody here that hasn't given their life to the Lord, I invite you to come. Amen. Today will be a wonderful day. To receive the gift of salvation. Wonderful. But as I pray, I want us to think in our heart and our minds as we buy here about the gift of God, the gift of Christ, the gift of salvation, the gift of a relationship with the Creator of all things. 
Father, we thank you. We thank you as we celebrate today. As we take time out from the, the tangible and the other objects that we give and receive on today, we thank you, God, for the presence of your spirit. We thank you, God, for the gift, Lord, of your power operating in us through the Holy we thank you right now, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, that we can have a, a way out of a world, God, that's, that's, that's turning more and more and more away from its creator. We thank you that we don't have to fall into destruction. Lord, we thank you for the light and that we can follow the star that will lead us home, that will lead us right into your bosom, God. Lord, we pray, God, for those that don't know you. Lord, that somehow, Lord, by our willingness and our, our obedience, God, and our, our sacrifice, Lord, that, that we can be a light into the lives of some that don't know you. Lord, that we can be an example of what it means to live for Christ and, and to love you, God, and to, to venerate you and to really adore you with our living and our worship, God, that we could be able Hallelujah. To do you justice. Because you've done us more than we deserve. Thank we thank you. We thank you, God. So let us not forget of your goodness, God. Let us not forget your grace that snatched us out of sin and brought us into your kingdom, God. Let us not forget that it wasn't our goodness, or God, any, anything that we had done. But it was all because of your love. All because of your love and your desire to have a relationship with us. Even when we didn't acknowledge you, God. You made a way. Amen. You drew us to yourself. You moved the blinders from our eyes. And you helped us to see the light, God. Help us, Lord, to be that light to somebody else. To let your light shine through us. Lord, through our loved ones, through our co-workers, through our neighbors, God, to those that you bring across our path, Lord, let them see a difference in me. Let them see a difference, God, that has been caused by you that they may wonder and maybe come to know you because of the light that shines through each one of us. We thank you, God, and we praise you right now. We celebrate you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for you.